Hermes draw near, and to my prayer incline, in arts gymnastic, and in fraud divine. Dire weapon of the tongue which men revere, be present, Hermes, in thy suppliant here. Welcome to Third Eye Bind, episode 17, Psychic Ethics. Hi, I'm Laura. And I'm Caitlin. And welcome to Third Eye Bind. In this episode, we are discussing psychic psychic ethics. ethics. I totally <laughs> forgot. I was like, oh, psychic, psychic ethics. ethics. <laughs> I was like, we're discussing something. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what's happening. There's today. definitely a theme. I'm definitely not psychic. <laughs> Hi. Let's pull a card, shall we? Yeah. Should we tell people how to support us first? You know what? That's a great idea. (laughs) If you really like us, you should like us and subscribe to us and share. And you know what? Tell your friends that you think might like this podcast because that helps us out a lot. And actually rating us on Spotify and other platforms Mm -hmm. helps us a lot too. Leaving reviews. Leaving reviews is a big one. So I think we've got like probably at this point around 30 or 40. So that's great. We do? I mean... currently when we're recording this no but i'm i'm assuming by the time this airs that we will we have about 24 right now i'm just sort of throwing the numbers out anyways uh it's if called you, manifesting i'm manifesting it caitlin and if you really enjoy our show you can join us on patreon mm-hmm. uh, it's patreon.com slash third eye bind if you'd like to help keep the literal lights on in here mm-hmm Let's begin, as always, with a couple. Psychic. I like to think about our intent, like what our episode is Ooh. while you're shuffling. Not very Psychic well today. <laughs> Psychic ethics. Is this my first time? <laughs> Psychic ethics. I mean, the deck is pretty big, to be fair. That's it. Okay. What's it going to be? <laughs> oh, I, I pulled the ten of swords <laughs> what does that mean so <laughs> the ten of swords <laughs> is a card about hard endings and oh i think when it comes to psychic ethics in particular this speaks to the importance of having strong boundaries Whether you are the psychic or the client, Mm. when we engage beyond what our boundaries dictate, that's when things can get a little messy. That's when things can get a little weird. And I think that a really good psychic or spiritual practitioner, rather than making you dependent on their gifts, empowers you through their gifts, to make your own choices, to do things the way you know in your heart they should be done. And I think that the Ten of Swords really is kind of like a warning Mm. of Mm -hmm. how wrong things can go when we don't honor our boundaries. And... They wanted me to say something specific, and I already forgot it. That's okay. 
it's gone. It's gone. But it is like a warning of what can go wrong when we do not respect our own boundaries, when we do not trust ourselves, and when we give too much of our power away to someone who is in a position of psychic or spiritual practitioner. Mm. Things hmm. can get really yucky. It's really yucky real fast. Really yucky really fast. Really fast. Mm -hmm. Oh, I remember now. Mm. And it's also an important reminder, if you are a psychic or a spiritual practitioner, of just how much power you hold when you are in that position and to not take that position lightly. Of course, there's levity and joy in the practice, but at the end of the day, you have a big responsibility. People are putting their literal lives into your hands and having a set set of ethics is essential really to being an ethical practitioner. Yeah, I mean, if you're a narcissist, I feel like being a spiritual practitioner or a spiritual teacher would be a go-to. I mean, it's a it's a position of mm -hmm. power or also a cult leader, you know, things like exactly, that. Exactly. Where yeah. it's like, you know, a position of power where you're teaching others. Mm -hmm. And I always say this, a reluctant leader is the best kind of leader. And mm -hmm. I truly believe that is that is the case because they are humble to the process and humble to their position of power and that is a great, you know, a boundary to have. That's a mm -hmm. built-in boundary that those types of people have. Crazy people don't have those and they are drunk on power and drunk on what they're doing and can take advantage of people very quickly and mm -hmm. very easily. And this is definitely one of those jobs where it's quite simple for somebody who is a narcissist to pop up shop and decide to start telling people how to live their lives without any genuine investment in their craft and investment in the people who are coming to them for assistance. Mm. As I was doing research for this show, because I was like, well, what does an unethical psychic look like? <laughs> there's, there's like a few different ways it happens. Mm. There's like the narcissist that we talked about. And like, if you watch... Um, the Deep End, which is a Teal Swan documentary. You can see some very excellent examples of non-ethical mediumship and the way it can cause people to forcibly like relive their trauma over and over again in the name of healing. And this person is in a position of power and is saying these things that the spirits are saying to them. And it's just like big mess. And then, and I feel like that's extra insidious. And then there's this like straight up like con artist side of unethical psychics, which right. is people who genuinely don't think they have psychic abilities. They're just doing it to take advantage. And the pattern that I've noticed is like, you'll come in and they'll say immediately that you have an attachment or a curse on you. And their rate of whatever it is for the reading jumps up to like $900, $1,000, multiple thousands of dollars in order for them to procure an item or do some sort of curse breaking. It costs like big money. Mm -hmm. And then they create this like, 
it's like an addiction and dependency. Yeah. A dependency mm. with people who are in a vulnerable state to keep coming back and keep coming back and paying mm. more and more and more. It's like what happened to Christy Carlson Romano. Yes, exactly. And you can check that out on her YouTube. Mm-hmm. She did a whole video about how she was scammed by psychic, a like psychic. $30,000. Yeah. It was a lot of money. Yeah. There's this one psychic who is based out of New York named Psychic Lauren. And there are quite a few news articles about her. Really? Because she was doing this whole, I don't even know what it's called, a hustle, I guess, where it would start with like a regular reading and then it would turn into, okay, now I need 900 for this. Now I need 900 for that. And one of the victims said that in her last reading with Psychic Lauren, she told her that she needed to pull seven thousand dollars out of the bank and put it under her pillow with rose petals in order to attract love and she was like i knew in my heart she was going to send somebody to rob me that night so i didn't do it i told her no i'm not gonna do that holy shit yeah oh man it's yeah it's it's hard i think it's easy to blame the victim a lot of the time, and I'm one of the people that's like, how can anyone be that stupid? But it's mm-hmm. like, when you're honestly, when you're in a vulnerable spot, mm-hmm. and that's what's I think was cool about Christy Carlson Romano, like, oh, admitting because mm-hmm. she wanted to like tell her story and help people. You know, it's like, hey, I was this, you know, misguided and kind of, un- I just, I could, I don't know that I would do that, but I mean. I don't I have don't the know. money to, quite I frankly. I mean, I, I can't don't afford, have the money to I can't afford out. to get psychic scammed. <laughs> I had to Google the ATM daily rate today. I was like, how much money can I pull out I'm one day? I'm always checking the Wells Fargo app. <laughs> oh, Wells, yep, Wells Fargo right here. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Sponsor us. Trash. <laughs> Trash. Trash. But, okay, so there's there's the the you know like you the pulling you in and Mm -hmm. dependency and then was there a third type or was that the third type i mean i guess those were the two types but i suppose sorry my nipples are real (laughs) this sweater's real itchy (laughs) it's a hot day it's a hot day i'm allergic to wool (laughs) but it's cute so we do what we can (laughs) we're trying to give you the illusion of fall winter (laughs) yeah it's really really fucking hot it's so hot it's a heat wave. It's 105 outside. <laughs> oh my but it's God. autumnal in here. <laughs> I think those are the two major categories. Like people who may have legitimate gifts, but use them to mm-hmm. control people mm-hmm. and create a dependency in that relation. Mm-hmm. Like maybe they're not taking all of your money, but they are forcing you to keep coming back, keep coming back. And you give away your agency it's like them. the cult. That's a cult. It is. Basically. Yeah. So they create some mm-hmm. sort of like large group de- that's dependent on them mm-hmm. because of a power trip or some sort of yeah. psychological fucking issue that they have, clearly. Mm-hmm. And I could even see how someone who is genuinely trying to help people can slip into that space. Because when I was first starting to read for the public... I would find I was only doing like text message and email readings because I was I was nervous. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I would find is that people would email me follow up question, follow up question, follow up mm. question. 
and they'd want to know more. And well, if I make this decision, what will happen? If I make this decision, what will happen? And I had to learn early on that if I don't put up boundaries, people are going to think I'm here to make every decision for them. Mm -hmm. And that's not what I want. I'm here Mm -hmm. to offer you perspective, insight, connection to spirit so that you can make good choices. Right. That is an easy, slippery slope Mm because people are like basically saying, hey, I'll give you more money to tell me these things. Exactly. Yeah. It's having the discernment Mm -hmm. to say, no, I'm not going to take that from you. It kind of, now that I'm thinking about it, reminds me of those like psychic hotlines. Yes. Which aren't inherently bad. Right. They're inherently They're not bad. inherently bad, but they definitely create an element of dependency when you can just at any moment keep texting or calling that same psychic over and mm-hmm. over again. And you're being billed by the minute. Yeah. Like, it's just too easy. Yeah. I do think there's another type. Tell me. Or there's another. Uh, I've had a ne- negative experience with a pet psychic. Really? Mm hmm. A well-known pet psychic. Tell me more. Well, I think that when you get to a certain... Because, look, like I said before, I I don't think I'd ever be... I would... I had a bad experience. I would never go back to this person. Mm -hmm. But it was upsetting because I'm a healthy skeptic of Mm -hmm. most fucking people. And I'm not a psychic myself. And so I did a reading after my dog died because I was in a very vulnerable place and I was curious and Mm -hmm. wanted to and I reached out to I booked a session with a psychic who was very well known for pet only pets only and it was just I think when you get to a level where you're you're a you're a well-known psychic I think what happened with this person was they just lost sight of the connection Mm -hmm. and the time that it takes to actually um, give someone the time of day because it was very much like, hi, your 15 minutes have started. Okay, bye. I got to go. Mm-hmm. Like it was very like dismissive, not unkind, just, and the reading itself was generic and I didn't feel that it, she was speaking to my pet. Mm. So, and it was just saying things that didn't make sense and to me and imagery. And I was like, my dog wouldn't fucking say that. <laughs> my dog was very specific. Okay. It was just not, yeah. it was just not, I, I don't know. I, I guess I'm a little of a hard nut to crack and impress, but wasn't it, very it wasn't satisfying or heartfelt. And I was like, wow, mm. that sucked. Mm. And I was like, man, these people are fu-. It's just like, I think when you get to that point of just cramming people in every 15 minutes, mm-hmm. that's too much and you need to stop. Yeah. Because your shit's not good. Yeah. That was a lesson that I had to learn because mm. capitalism. Capitalism. I was seeing three, four, five, six clients a night, back to back to back to back. Okay. And I was so fucking tired. This person was seeing, like, a person every 15 minutes no. from, like, one to six, probably. No. So, way like, more than that. I, yeah, I couldn't <laughs> do that. And I, I had to teach my, like, 
it takes so much energy <laughs> to yeah. do this work. It's not just flipping a few cards and saying a few things. Like there is so much energy and intention that goes into this labor. And I had to teach myself to have some limits when it comes to seeing clients because at a, after a certain point, I was like, I'm not giving mm-hmm. my best. I'm tired and I'm not giving my best. And I really, every year I'm scaling it back more mm-hmm. and more mm-hmm. And how's the feedback on those readings, though? Excellent. Better and better, I've never given a bad reading. Here's the thing. (laughs) Right, right. But like, I'm just saying like the, you know, like the feedback you're probably getting from scaling Mm. back is better and better and more specific, right? I mean, Honestly, no. My readings have always been good. Oh, no? Okay. Well, I don't know. But I'm less tired. And I think that's the most important thing. Yeah. I'm way less tired now because it was just taking too much of me because I do give all of myself in every single reading. And so it was just making me cranky and my personal life was suffering because of right. it. Mm-hmm. That temptation to just cram, cram. Because mm-hmm. Of course, it, we all want to make a living doing what yeah. we're doing. But it's like, at what point are you compromising the integrity of your either your personal life or mm-hmm. the readings themselves. Exactly. Something's got to give somewhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And for this person, it's given. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, <laughs> God damn. It was very disappointing. Mm-hmm. That's the only time I think I've ever, other than you, like, paid somebody for psychic work. Mm-hmm. So I was like... You're like, after Kim, this standards. is subpar. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is sub. I set the par. bar kind of high. Yeah. So. <laughs> so there's that too. I also think this is making me think of something because Ruby had just passed when kind you had that of. reading, right? Like, not too long. I think it was like six months. I think something that really bugs me, and I see it a lot on psychic TV shows, is psychics who will contact people who are the recently deceased right um because they're they transition and do they have to get used to well, it right? like generally that's, speaking that's the recently deceased are troubled right when you die the things that you are struggling with in your life don't just suddenly go away it's not a hard reset mm-hmm. you carry them with you into the afterlife and you end up in this place i call it the gray space because that's usually how they describe it everything's gray Um, you go into the gray space and that's where you and the spirits around you help you to work through those earthly sufferings, those things that have Mm. trapped you and are keeping you from moving on to whatever the next level is for you. And when we contact the recently deceased, first of all, they're tired, they're confused, they're sad, they're usually hungry or thirsty. And that's like sad to hear. Um, some of them are still still suffering. And I think part of it also comes from the fact that we don't have incredible death rites of passage in the Western world. No, we ignore it. Yeah, we ignore it. They're in a better place now. Yeah. You're lucky if you get a day off for bereavement, if you get to go to the right. funeral. Like, it's quick. It's one afternoon. It's mm-hmm. done. Unless mm-hmm. you come from a tradition that has its own set practices. Like, in the Western world, like, once again, it's capitalism, baby. Time is productivity. Yeah. And so we need to get these people back to work. Yeah. Um, get that body in the ground and get yeah. it over with. And I do believe that it has caused, and I've talked to my mentors about this too, it has caused this backlog 
of deceased spirits who are just like wandering mm-hmm. and struggling with their transition into the afterlife because nobody's done the things that need to be done on this part of the living to help them move on mm-hmm. to whatever is next, mm-hmm. to help them work through their sufferings. And so when I see on TV people reaching out to the recently deceased, it bugs me because I think it's upsetting to the deceased. Yeah. And also like you're not really helping the living either. Like usually it's a grieving person who hasn't accepted that the death has happened because it's fucking hard. Grief is hard, especially mm-hmm. if it's your parent or mm-hmm. someone close to you. Mm-hmm. And I, there was this one show on Netflix. I can't remember what it was called. I'll have to Google it. But it came out early on in the pandemic. And there was this one... It's not the one with the lady that goes, hello, my name is Johnny. Exactly that one. Okay. (laughs) Exactly that one. Um, But there was this one guy. I think it's called In Search of Death. Thank you. Yes. There's this one gentleman on the show who would just jump from psychic to psychic to psychic. Yeah. To try to to contact. To try and debunk them, right? Exactly. Wasn't he like a skeptic? He was was a skeptic, but was dying to hear from his dad. And he got like, I mean... He got some pretty decent readings, in my opinion, but yeah. they were still not satisfying. And yeah. then the last one that they showed really upset me because you could hear the pain in his dad's voice. Like you could hear the struggle and the suffering. It's just like, Ugh. leave this man alone. You need to start. The deceased man? Yeah. You need to start praying for him, not. Yeah, not trying pounding to. Pounding him. him. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's like ethics on the part of the client too, like jumping around from medium to medium or psychic to psychic right. so that you can get the answer you want yeah. is not healthy. No, because mm-hmm. you can be dependent on just the process of that. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's a lot of that. Like if someone came to you and didn't hear what they wanted to hear, they would go to someone else until mm-hmm. they hear what they want to hear. But the message is probably what they need to hear. But they're in it's like when you give a tarot mm-hmm. reading and someone doesn't want to like see mm-hmm. the tower or whatever. It's like the message you need, not the message you want. Yeah, they get mad at the cards <laughs> or they get mad at the messenger mm-hmm. because it's not the message they want yeah. to hear. That's probably some sort of psychological addiction Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. Like gambling. You're, gambling. you're pulling the thing and mm-hmm. you're not getting a jackpot. So you pull again and pull again and pull again. I think that's not unusual for folks to jump from like psychic to psychic because they don't want to be like found out. There's like a certain level of shame that right. they carry. And so they go to different people all of the time. And the different people are like, hey, <laughs> yeah. Joey over here keeps coming, coming to us. If they're in community, they I might mean, talk about maybe. you. <laughs> might. Yeah. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. In my personal practice, I've had to outline ethics on my website and make them really fucking clear with people because Mm -hmm. I don't want any confusion. I've been doing this for so long at this point that like I've created this living document that gets updated as needed. And basically like, these are my ethics of practice. This is what I will absolutely not do. Mm -hmm. And this is what you can expect from me. And if you're not into that, then I'm not the person for you. That's great. Mm -hmm. It's like having a terms and conditions page on your website. Exactly. It's like, hey, these are my shop policies. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Here they are. If you don't like them, don't buy from me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that I make a point of teaching my students too. Like you need to figure out what your ethics of practice are and define them, write them down, make them known so that people don't try to compromise your boundaries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
it's 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 such a it's an ancient i mean it's like an ancient business true being, literally I mean, literally an <laughs> mm-hmm. old one of the oldest professions next to like mm-hmm. sex work yeah right absolutely and so yeah the, it needs i think a true like a truly good business or a psychic that you see will have those ethics in place and have mm-hmm. at least something to say about a boundary because that would be a red flag to me if they didn't mm-hmm. that would be a sign that they're pretty green uh what they're doing Mm -hmm. which is all right but it you know everyone's got to start somewhere but if they've learned from someone um like you know they've learned from someone who knows what they're doing they would have told them to have some boundaries in place like you do so uh, okay well in seeking out say you want do are there different psychics for different things like if i was like looking for a specific thing like Mm -hmm. if there's are there people that specialize in different things or is it sort of like all depends? I think it depends. There are people who specialize in certain types of connection. Like, like pet? Yes. Well, and for example, like psychics are people who read energies and not all psychics are mediums because mediums talk to spirits, mm-hmm. but all mediums are psychics. Mm-hmm because they read energy and the spirit. Mm-hmm. So if you go to a psychic expecting to talk to spirits, you might be disappointed. And I think a good psychic or medium will post on their website or wherever mm-hmm. it is that you find them. Like, these are the things that I do. These are the things that I don't. Mm-hmm. Like, I've had to tell people, if you want to talk to the recently deceased, they're not going to show up in my readings mm-hmm. because my boundaries are too strong. Mm-hmm. I just won't let it happen. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's probably, you probably get a lot of requests for that because that's when people want to connect when they've mm-hmm. been suddenly disconnected. Oh, yeah. I used to get a lot of that. But ever since I like updated my yeah. my terms and conditions, yeah. people know I don't offer seances anymore mm-hmm. because people were always bummed that it wasn't like the immediately deceased who would show up. It was always like your great, great, great grandma right, or right, one right. of your earliest ancestors, a bunch of like angels, Lucifer, like cool fucking <laughs> beings would hey, show up. Up, like a good time but like me. your dad that died six months ago is not here because he's still trapped he's busy. and nobody's pa- prayed for him like i know <laughs> wow mm-hmm. but there are people who specialize in that in speaking to the recently deceased and you know we all have different boundaries i wonder if when they offer a reading for the recently deceased if they also offer ways in which they can help the spirit not just give information about the spirit you know like you're yeah. saying like helping them transition support them from the living world like what you know what i mean like, i think it depends on who cool. you see right you know sure. like a lot of western mediumship i don't think has that depth but folks who are yeah, tied absolutely to, not okay yeah. I, I was just talking about this we have mm-hmm. i did a patreon video for like my favorite ghost tv shows and, and yeah. podcasts. um it's up there if you want to join our patreon um <laughs> Every psychic or psychic medium, a lot of them are, you know, white women that are like smudging mm-hmm. people's houses mm-hmm. on television. By the way, white sage amplifies the spiritual energy in the space. It doesn't cleanse it. Yeah. So <laughs> particularly if you're not, that's not a plant you should be it's not for you. With. It's just not for you. It's not so for you. So I would agree that I think there's a new generation of like people our age and younger that mm-hmm. are, that are hopefully listening to podcasts like this and hopefully taking note that of how 
you know, to not spiritually appropriate and mm-hmm. to work with tools that are like meant for you. And we talk about this a lot. Yeah. But from what I see from a pop culture entertainment perspective, like that shit is just, it's all they do. And then they're like, oh, it feels so much better in here. And I'm like, it just smells different. Exactly. It just smells good. It's not better. It's not better. It just smells different. And like, I want to see six months from now. Yeah. It's just, I'm just like, literally there was this woman that was like, so yes, I have my eagle feather and the, and I was like, (laughs) I was like, oh, that's so cringy. I'm going to turn this up. Immediately no. (laughs) Immediately. I was like, immediately no. (laughs) Immediately no psychic Karen. was not. That wasn't her name. I was actually going to ask if that was really her name. (laughs) No, I just made that up. But, man, it was. But those people have good intentions. They don't know. Especially older generations of, like, psychics and mediums. they, They just think they can use white sage to to save everything those early new agers yeah yeah and and it's like okay at what point do you decide to learn and at what point do you realize that it's not working (laughs) yeah yeah at what point do you decide yeah it's just it's just like you know yeah we'll catch up but it's like wow it's still definitely like there (laughs) yikes it was yikesies i think the lack of depth is the lack of depth disappointing, is disappointing, disappointing, but you can't find that like in new age. You just can't because it's no. all made up in the fifties, sixties and seventies so and nineties. It's so yeah. new. It literally like came out of someone's ass and like they decided, yeah, this is real. Yeah. I've decided yeah. it is real now. And it, and mm-hmm. it, it inspired, definitely, I was caught up in the nineties mm-hmm. witch craze and then it inspired me to start my journey and if yeah. and that's fine but like no we've all got to start somewhere yeah, we've all got to start somewhere but like no learn and know and mm-hmm. pay attention to like not just what white people are saying yeah you Boom. know and this, straight up yeah like, make friends that are you know and not like the same color as you exactly and like divest from your whiteness and look into your ancestry beyond yeah. America yeah because we all have lineages who before conquest before the church started doing its thing had some sort of traditions when it comes to working with the dead or prophesying Mm -hmm. or um, doing oracular type of work we all have that in our own unique ways and we can learn from those ancestors Mm -hmm. and we dig deep and that's when we get to the good part that's when we actually start helping the Mm -hmm. spirits instead of just irritating them. <laughs> helping the spirits respecting the spirits mm-hmm. of others other cultures mm-hmm. and also honestly creating a really specific business model for yourself yeah. like with really good foundational practices right yes. because you're actually coming from a place where you're like something I mean if I, I like I'm not a psychic but if I saw someone being like I, you know, come from this lineage and I do this specific thing. I'd be like, ooh, they know what they're talking about. That's Mm -hmm. interesting to me. Is that something that is appropriate for me to engage with? Yeah. Fuck yeah. Are they offering that Mm -hmm. to everybody? Cool. Let's support them. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I would find that more interesting than psychic Karen with her eagle feather. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) Like literally that happened on the show. And I was like, oh, hmm. (laughs) it happens all the time. And it's okay. Like they don't mean to be like that, but it's. We got to talk about it or else. Otherwise, yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's so bad. 
Um, it's really bad, you know? I think the other thing that's important to note, <laughs> since we're talking about white women. Why not? <laughs> is that... We didn't talk about it the last episode, so... <laughs> I know, we got through one episode without it. <laughs> um, it's time. It's time. It's time. To come, come sit or gather around. Come gather. Um, there is no such thing as an objective psychic or an objective medium. Everything that you channel comes through the lens of your voice and your personal experience. And it's important, important, important to know this about yourself and the people that you're engaging with. Because if you don't recognize the ways that Mm. white supremacy and... Uh, patriarchy are conditioned within you which is it's impossible to avoid it's been conditioned into literally all of us Mm. uh, because of colonialism you can't escape it right but once you own that then you can start to see which of your thoughts are guided by that and you can become a better medium because you start taking that apart and relearning things otherwise you're just out here sharing information that you're hearing through the lens of somebody who's not ready to release their connection to white supremacy and like that can cause a lot of harm Can, can you give an example like a like a random example yeah okay so like um The person who we call the father of modern spiritism goes by Alan Kardec, and that's actually a pseudonym. He's actually Spanish. Um, But Alan Kardec wrote many, many books. They were channeled. There's one called The Spirit's Book, The Medium's Book. And as you're reading them, you notice that, like, he actually has other mediums help him, too. Um, write the books and they channel yeah so they're all channeling spirits and he's documenting it and you can tell that like when the woman who he hires as a medium is channeling things comes out a little bit differently than when he channels things it tends to have more of a christian puritanical lens even though he's actively rejecting the church in his opinion, uh-huh. you can still see the way his patriarchal and Christian values are affecting the way that he's writing mm-hmm. the book. And it's it's interesting. I definitely recommend if you are a new, if you're interested in spiritism, um, which is open to everybody. Anybody can be a spiritist if they decide to be. It's a spiritual science. Um and it's helpful. It really is. But you have to look at these books with a grain of salt right. because you can see the ways you're like, this is a fucking dude who's writing this. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a dude who grew up Catholic who's writing this. A human wrote this. A human Humans wrote this. are were complicated and diverse and well, complex. I mean, think about have... the Bible. Yeah. The Bible was primarily written by men. Men. Right? At least the books that we got to keep. We're right. primarily written by men. So men are the cool dudes. They're and the ones interpreting it. Yeah. And like patriarchy is old as hell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so it all comes through this lens, the information there. Okay, here's another good example. Mm-hmm. When you think about like, this is a very American culture example, like white ladies in prayer circles mm-hmm. and the way that they hear the Holy Spirit 
the way that Jesus talks to them and how fucking hateful it is. It's like you are channeling spirits, yes, but you are adjusting the information they are giving you to suit what do they your say? narrative. Know. You know, like anti-abortion oh, stuff right. and oh, racist yeah. shit yeah, 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 and just yeah. like weird ass. Got it backwards i never watch those things <laughs> super christian stuff and like i mean all you have to do is turn on like marjorie taylor green on <sighs> no. cnn or whatever yeah. um and they truly oh, do right. believe like that they are channeling yeah they do. god and it's like well maybe or maybe you're channeling your shitty ancestors i don't know but whoever it is that you're channeling you are offering that information to us through the perspective yes. of your personal beliefs Right. And that's where they that's mm -hmm. that is a fact that they don't admit, because if yes. they would, they wouldn't push it on everybody else. Exactly. Exactly. That that fact is void mm -hmm. from their minds, because if they realize and this is my opinion, mm -hmm. they're not saying and this is what I believe. They're saying no. this is the fucking this is truth. God told and me. this is what everyone else needs to abide yes. by. Fuck you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's wrong. Yeah, it's wrong. Like, that's not true. And like as an ethical medium, I am constantly thinking as the language is coming through, because a lot of spirits don't speak English that I work with. And so I'm translating the best that I can into English. And sometimes I'll say like, okay, this is the feeling I'm getting. These are the words I'm going to use, but I don't know if it's exactly what they're trying to communicate because there's a barrier here. There's a language barrier here. Mm -hmm. A lot of the spirits that I work with speak indigenous languages. A lot of the spirits that I work with speak, you know, African tribal languages or they speak fucking Portuguese and Spanish. Well, Spanish I can get, but like Portuguese, you've lost me. Yeah. Um, all sorts of languages. I have lots of Russian clients. I'm like, I don't know what they're saying. So I'm doing Duh. my best to translate. And some words just don't exist in English. And so I yeah. have to tell people, like, this is what I think I'm getting. Yeah. Like, this is the vibe. Yeah. I hope I'm getting it clearly enough for the spirits to be satisfied. And I also have mm -hmm. to stop and think, like, okay, is what I'm saying my personal belief? Or is it what they're actually communicating with me? Yeah. And if you're not conscious of it, then you're not checking yourself. No. And you can do some real damage. And a lot of people aren't conscious of it in general. And no. don't check themselves in general. Ever. <laughs> Ever. So that, I would imagine that's a pretty big issue. Because. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Or even like think ugh. about how we've talked about this on the show before, but like how some spirits based on their appearance have been demonized yes. by Catholicism and Christianity. And if you're not checking that, you know, you see a goat and you're like, this is a devil. There's an evil spirit with you. It's you so should bad. run. When I see a goat, I'm like, where are you from? Yeah, like, <laughs> Which mountains? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Whose mountains do you belong to? Yeah, why are you afraid of a goat? Yeah. Because they're powerful. Because, that, I mean, it's they're delicious and fun. But it's like, what, yeah, that lens of, like, mm -hmm. ugh, it's so fucking rooted down. Mm -hmm. It's really gross. Mm -hmm. Like, even me, even when I was, like, an early teen, like, grappling with, like, like goat, goat imagery and mm -hmm. ram energy and, and feeling, like, this put-upon, like, Oh, but that's evil. Like mm -hmm. this fear that was just, and I wouldn't even go to church. Yeah. Cause we see it in the just media. Just existing. Like 
I mean, and let's talk about media, yeah. like the the ghost paranormal. Look, they're inner for entertainment. Okay. Yeah. I love them. They're they're like trashy astrology to me. Exactly. I fucking love. Exactly. Some of them are are trying to do better and do good, and I love yeah. that. But I agree. Mostly they're fucking garbage, and I love it. Yeah. Eat up all the. It's garbage. like watching Real Housewives. Like it's not real. Yeah. <laughs> it's like it's entertainment. It's entertainment. Okay? Yeah. But like they do that all the time. Mm-hmm. It's always a demon. It's always the a demon pretending to be something else. It's always yeah. a fucking demon. It's always witchcraft. It's always all this shit. The and shadow then, people. And they get a fucking priest in there. I'm like, oh, here we go. You're just going to make them more upset. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but it, what really what really bothers me about those shows is the fact that the solution is always a patriarchal religious mm-hmm. solution. Mm. So talk about healing with within the lens of your own perspective. Mm-hmm. It's always we call a priest. We always call a man who believes in one God and brings a Bible. It's always that. Yeah. It's never anything else. Rarely. And when it is, I'm like, cool, I like the show. Yeah. And then they always it's always the devil it's always it all I I listened to something and it, and this priest who does like um, exorcisms, mm-hmm. which is gnarly. Okay. I do exorcisms if you need one. Yeah, <laughs> more than more than Catholic priests do exorcisms. Yeah. Okay, it's not just of the church. Mm-hmm. Okay, this is this is a practice again done by all kinds of cultures, and mm-hmm. I'm sure I got cultures that did that. You got mm-hmm. definitely got cultures that did. Like it's just it's let's get it but out. But they sure like to think they're the only ones. But they sure like to think they're the only yeah. ones, and they sure like to say. I heard this guy say all. All connections with spirit or ghosts are the devil pretending to be a spirit. Like, all of it. LOL. (laughs) So you're demonizing connecting with spirit. Yeah. In any sort. It's your fault. You know, like, it's it's always the devil pretending to be a ghost. And I'm like, dude, you are so tripping. But that's his lens, you know? But, like, that takes out... what you do what i fucking do like it just takes out everything so yeah it goes beyond like psychics and mediums too just the spirituality as a whole has been just yeah there's no bombard. it's just in the pop culture media and entertainment that's the solution yeah it's either that or it's psychic karen with her eagle feather jesus christ (laughs) i'm telling you that she probably bought on unethically. She <laughs> shot the eagle with her hunting rifle or something. Okay, now I'm speculating, but you know, which is fine. Maybe not not really, but you know what I mean. I'm gonna open up my ethics of practice yeah. and just see if there's oh, any yeah, other let's, things. Let's read some that of are. Your, would you like to read some of that your are good? Good. Sure. Let's see. I had it open earlier, but of I, course. I will say, like, I don't offer readings and things like that, but my ethics as a witch, and, well, I offer advice and I'm talking right now. So I will say <laughs> um, when I offer advice or help others, uh, my number one thing and the thing I like to look for when I'm like befriending other witches that teach people shit is that they are teaching people how to 
uh, create their own personal practice, that mm-hmm. it's not a cookie cutter practice. Like they're mm-hmm. saying, hey, this, let me help you find your own way. Yeah. It's not, let me help you find my way. Yes. Period. End of story. Like that's a red mm-hmm. flag for me. Yeah. Because that's so a I'd cult. Throw that in there. But that's my like yeah. number one thing where I'm like. Well, and when you end up turning back to like ancestral traditions, even when there are set rules and guidelines, what you right. find is that it's not like the Catholic Church where these set rules and guidelines are about everybody doing it the same every time. They're more like, okay, these are the things that have proven safe. These are the things that have proven unsafe. We suggest you go this way. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you've got to find your own way within it. Um, Everybody, I talked about this with my other Espiritista friends, like everybody's altar is going to look different. Mm -hmm. Everybody's practice is going to look different. But we have these general guidelines to help keep us like in check. Yeah. So we're not wiling out like the new ager. (laughs) Just doing whatever the fuck we want with no rooting. (laughs) It's like teach boundaries, Mm -hmm. don't yeah radicalize them yeah it's about guidelines don't radicalize the boundary yeah. well yeah you know what i mean like about maybe that's radicalizing not the right, maybe people. that's not the right <laughs> word no i'm trying to think of it like like teach the boundary that you mm-hmm. want to teach but like don't it's not like authoritarian thank you yeah. like don't i don't want to say enforce yeah but yeah but i kind of want to say enforce. it's not like an iron fist situation it's don't, more like not radicalize like uh Authority, like if authoritize was a word. Yeah. Yeah. You get what I'm trying to say. But I feel you. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So some of. It's all complicated. It's so, it's, yeah, it's a wild world. (laughs) It's not an easy cut and dry (laughs) thing to Um, figure out. Oh, this is back to what we're talking about. I talk about how as a disciplined practice of maintaining good spiritual hygiene is essential to be of service and hold space for others. I have to dedicate much of my time, attention and energy to maintaining strong spiritual boundaries, keeping a clear spiritual channel and keeping my vessel, my vessel grounded with mother earth. This is why readings are limited to 60 minutes and why I only see people every three months. Mm. Unless I'm actively working with them in a mentorship capacity, right. I won't let somebody because and the reason I had to create that rule was because I had somebody who was booking like every couple of weeks. And I was like, I'm mm. I'm not comfortable with this. Mm-hmm. You need me too much. And I need you to trust yourself. Mm. <laughs> That's really because really it means good. I'm not doing my job if you're here every two yeah. weeks. So now I've had to change it on my booking app that people can't book more frequently than once every three months that makes perfect sense Mm -hmm. so that's a good one and i think that anybody who will see you like and i'm not saying three months is perfect for everybody maybe some practitioners will see you once a month and that's good for them different practitioners do different things so their boundaries will be different but if somebody's down to see you like every other week every week if somebody will talk to you every day yeah then that gets a little into like the stalker territory for me not a not a psychic you need a therapist not a psychic yeah and i like no shade intended like we do different things we like therapy here yeah that's not a insult it's okay to go see a therapist regularly but seeing a psychic regularly that often is usually a Mm. sign of poor boundaries Mm -hmm. um what else? My translations are imperfect because I am imperfect. 
My translations are imperfect because I'm speaking only from my own personal understandings, experience, wisdom. Again, like we have to acknowledge that we all have internalized white supremacy, which includes racism, colorism, ableism. And we have to acknowledge this about ourselves and work on it so that we do not allow it to become pervasive in our channels with our clients. Don't double down on it. Don't double down, right? I know you you want to. (laughs) I know. Don't double down. Do it. Ooh, I like this one. As a client, you may take the messages I have translated for you and interpret them in different or more resonant ways Mm. later. I encourage the continued desire to unpack and decode the messages received in readings. Love that. Right? Like, what I say is not the final and ultimate truth. I'm doing my best to give you the information through many dimensions of spirit and... If it means one thing in the moment and you find that it means something else three weeks from now, three months from now, I'm like, good for you. Like, that's great, actually, because it means you're paying attention, you're thinking critically, and you're using your own mind, your own intuition. I never want people to think that the things that I say are the absolute truth. Because, mm. like, I am, I'm just a human. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am that's just a, little, a human. Yeah, that's a good um, mm-hmm. caveat to put in there. Yeah. And even think about it. Like gods, even gods can be fucked up. <laughs> yeah. We've talked about Zeus on this show before. Even oh, like good old Zeus. Our good friend Yahweh yeah. used to go to war with different spirits like Baal and other local deities and gods. And like he fucking like killed Job's family because he felt like it and let the devil fuck with him for a while because he wanted to test his loyalty. So like gods mm-hmm. are not perfect either. Mm-hmm. And the people channeling them are equally imperfect. Yeah. Um, never put your reader on a pedestal. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, that's like my number one mm-hmm. thing about just spiritual practitioners and witches of mm-hmm. all sort is don't put people on pedestal. Like Mm-mm. in general, that's like life advice I give all the time is don't yeah. be careful who you put on those pedestals mm-hmm. because to put something up for me means that you're below it. Yeah. And so you're starting from a place of sub and to that's me, yucky. that's icky, and it's really hard to that's to have. It's it's very like you're not acknowledging your own powers. You're putting the yeah. power in something else that probably doesn't deserve it. Yeah, and that's, that's not my vibe. That's when not you my sit vibe. at my table, we are across from each yeah. other. Like yeah. we are on the same page. Same plane. Yeah. I always tell people mm-hmm. like I don't care how long I've been doing this. Like you know just as much as me. Mm-hmm. I have things to say because I've had like time, mm-hmm. but I don't, I just don't, I don't like, no. that. I'm a reluctant leader. Yeah, same. <laughs> Very reluctant leader. Yeah, like I'm not better than anyone because of what I can do. We just all have different gifts and this one happens to be mine. Yeah. And I'm that's, here to assist it. with it, right? That's it. Um, email boundaries is oh, my favorite God. one. I have an autoresponder that says it can take me up to three weeks to respond to your email. I do not like other people's urgency. It's not oh, for me. I, I pay someone to deal with other people's I urgency. I am not an emergency crisis facilitator. Like, I am not Fuck the one. No. If, if things are going down and everything's bad and you're in a really vulnerable place, I actually don't want to see you. 
It's like when you call places and then they're like, if this is a medical emergency, please hang up exactly. and dial 911. That is exactly what it's like. Exactly. <laughs> Do not rely on this line for this. Because when you think about what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, how a lot of these unethical psychics prey on people when they're in their most vulnerable state. Yeah. That's why I won't book same day readings. I don't want to see you when you're most vulnerable. Yeah, no. I don't want it. I would rather you. That's what you... therapists are exactly. for. Exactly. Mental exactly. health professionals. And I think sometimes people confuse yeah. these professions. They yeah. think that going to a spiritual practitioner or a psychic is the same as going to a therapist. Right. And it's not. No. We all have to, I am not here to heal the mind. I'm here to assist with your healing of the spirit. Mm-hmm. I can't do that. So, and that can aid in healing your mind. Yeah, but, you know, any I that's a good red flag to bring up. If any psychic is like, I can heal. Hmm, reminds me of chiropractors sometimes. I know chiropractors <laughs> get into the like slippery slope of QAnon. Oh yeah, majorly. Oh yeah, it's wild. Oh, I've had to put yeah. it in here. If a client becomes too dependent on my readings, rather to the point where sessions are a crutch rather than an empowerment, it's time to break up. And I've had to teach myself to be brave yeah. enough to break up with people. Oh, God. Yeah. That's got to be kind of awkward. You know, yeah. It never, it's it's never been fun. <laughs> Do they get upset? Um, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. Yeah. Or disappointed. And I, I get it. Like, hmm. being broken up with fucking sucks. But I'm literally doing it for you. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing it for your betterment Jeez, and benefit. that is so complicated. I just can't, I can't allow myself to be in that kind of position anymore. Yeah. And I think, like, a good psychic or spiritual practitioner does that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, all of these things sound great and scary to me that mm-hmm. I don't want to deal with that. Right? I, my assistant does customer service for me because I can't even handle like an angry email about a product. It's okay. Not fun. It's too, <laughs> it's too personal. Yeah. Yeah. It's not personal to her. Right. Cause it didn't come from her heart. The art. No. Yeah, totally. She's so, like, no problem. She's like, I don't give a fuck. Here we go. I'm like, yes, you do. You very good at <laughs> your job you for being here. Thank you. God. Thank you. Goddess. I don't message people in their DMs. I don't cold call people. We need to mention the DM thing. I don't recruit clients. Look, straight up, straight up like Paula Abdul style, okay? Straight up. Straight up now tell me you are going to block anyone who sends you a DM about a reading. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Like, straight up. Block them. Don't don't tell me about it. Don't engage. Just block them. Don't tell Caitlin about it. If anyone DMs you for a reading, block them immediately. They're a scammer. And if you're a Mm -hmm. psychic who does that shit and you're legit, stop doing it. Stop it. Because we're all telling people it's whack. So don't. Don't do (laughs) it. Don't do it. No. Switch switch it up. It's okay. Absolutely not. That's not. Absolutely not. Look, people think I'm offering readings Mm -hmm. just because I have a spiritual business Mm -hmm. that does not in any way, shape, or form offer readings at all. Not even slightly. Not even in the (laughs) fucking slightly at all. And people have fallen for it, unfortunately. People who have gotten readings with me have fallen for it. (sighs) Wow. I was like, friend. Yeah. But it's it's usually people who aren't able to book with me right away. Yeah, and they they have so a they'll take bit a of... chance on this person right. who deep down they always message me. I knew it wasn't you, and I'm like, oh man, babe, well, why would why'd you, you give them that? your money? So it's it's hard. I don't read for people who have been drinking. 
Right. To a certain extent. Like I used to do parties. And so like I needed to know that they were sober enough to consent mm-hmm. to the reading. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like spirits are called spirits for a reason. Mm-hmm. Alcohol is called spirits for a reason. Mm-hmm. And I need you to be in a clear state of mind mm-hmm. in order for me to feel like you're actually consenting to me reading for you. Um So that's a big one for me. I also refuse to read for people who make me feel unsafe. Oh, yeah. And that's one that came up when I was reading at like festivals and parties. People would, they're, oh, you put a fam alone at a table and a creep just comes right over. (laughs) Yeah. And so now, like if I do events, it's been a long time because of the Rona. But if I do events, I have to talk to the organizer and say, like, who's going to help me if there's somebody who makes me feel unsafe sitting at my table? Right. What's their phone number? How quickly are they going to get to me? Where's your security Mm -hmm. at? Mm -hmm. Because earlier in my career, I would just do my best to like awkwardly entertain them and hope they didn't like try to murder me. That's what we have to do a lot of the time. Yeah. Hope we don't get murdered. Charm them them out of murdering us. (laughs) Literally. 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 Yeah. Mm -hmm. So now I just like mm -mm, boundary, hard boundary. And you're allowed to set these kinds of boundaries, my friends. Yes. Once a reading is is complete, I always return the energy and the Mm. spirits to my client. I don't leave the circle open. Mm. I close that shit. Yeah. And the keep, general magical rule. Yeah. And it's something that I teach my students because I think it's just not something that everybody thinks of on their own. Mm-hmm. And they'll come to me and say, like, I'm so tired after my readings. Yeah. And I'm like, are you closing the circle? What? What? <laughs> How do you close your circle? Or I what are say, some ideas? So I like to say, um, on behalf of myself and my spirits, we thank you and your spirits for being here. And then I return their energy and their spirits to them. I'm really into like hand gestures Mm -hmm. with spirits. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's me like closing the circle and that's me sending them back. And I usually blow air and then I ring the bell. And that's how we seal the deal. Love that. Mm -hmm. So like say whatever you need to say. It can be like, do not follow me. You are not Mm -hmm. my spirits. Go back to where you belong. The door is closed. (laughs) Any spirits that are not my own, I return to their owners. Or not owners, gross, but I return to their people now, their place now. Their Um, friends. So that's important. Um, Another boundary I have is that I always use a timer in my readings. I used to not use a timer and I give one hour readings. So it's a little different than you being like hustled through a 15 minute reading. It was a phone call too. It was weird. There was no like, it was very abrupt. No connection. Yeah. It's too short. But an hour of time is plenty of my time. And beyond that, I get cranky and I get really resentful of my clients. So now I use a fucking timer and I set it for five minutes short so that we can wrap it up. There you go. And by 60 minutes, you're done, we're done. Yeah. And that's another thing I encourage new readers to do. Get a kitchen timer. It will change your life. Because before I used to just let readings go on and on. And then I'd be mad that I wasn't being paid my worth. And we went overtime. And Mm -hmm. now I just, I don't allow it to happen anymore. You don't allow it to happen. Mm -hmm. But that I was going to ask you that too. Is like, I, I as a person, I, I guess would get a reading mm-hmm. i'd pr- i would like a wa- a cool down period yeah and then a goodbye mm-hmm. i don't like this abrupt shit it's, no it's too emotional yes and how do you close your circle if you're just like okay bye like hang up 
I she mean, she has a bunch of I like guess, dog spirits barking around her all the time. I guess you could, in a split second, do it, or maybe they've. I, I definitely have like shorter openings and closings for yeah. like my short sessions because I often that's fine which is cool but I do it every time yeah, you do it I still yeah. give people that cool down time we like yeah. get ourselves up there in the beginning and then we take it all the they way know down what they're getting the themselves into yeah. with a with a timed reading exactly you, know, you gotta respect the practitioner's mm-hmm. time I also feel like I've gained more respect as a practitioner when I started doing that. I used to do it off the clock because I was like, oh, I don't want to enforce my prayers on people. Like, I'm not a Christian. <laughs> right. But then but I realized that, yeah, like people genuinely appreciate it. Yes. They genuinely appreciate it. And it's not like weird or preachy. Like I'm calling in the directions and the benevolent spirits. Yeah. It sounds yeah. fucking magical. Yeah, it and, is magical. Yeah, like Madame Leota vibes. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's part of the mm-hmm. experience. Yeah. They're experiencing that. Exactly. And yeah. I would have liked a little bit of that too. You know, come on, you know, totally. Give me a little razzle mm-hmm. dazzle. Come on. So if your psychic is sloppy, give yourself a cleansing. Yeah. And find someone else. <laughs> And that's the only time, other mm-hmm. than any time I've talked with you, and I'm not not fixing to do it again. Yeah. So <laughs> I will stick with you if I need things. And yeah, I like tarot. Getting my tarot read is fine. I've had my tarot read yeah. by a few people, but it's because you don't you don't have to be psychic to read tarot. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. a good reader fun. doesn't have to believe in anything but themselves and the cards. They give me my high priestess card. I'm happy yeah. I leave. You know, yeah. simple. <laughs> You're like simple pull as you should be. <laughs> Literally two out of the four, no three out of the maybe three out of five times mm-hmm. in my cards where I pull the high priestess. Yeah. Like, always I'm like and they're like wow and they always like compliment me because they're like wow i can see how special you are and i'm like thank you <laughs> i'm like wow thank you so much lady moons so bad it's a lady moon oh really <laughs> do you have spirit can do you want to do some spirit candy sure let's All right. do some spirit candy spirit we have pizza waiting so spirit candy Spirit candy. candy. Channeled messages from our spirit guides. Pizza. Oh my god. I love pizza. I'm hungry. <laughs> um. Mm. Ooh, this is a fun one. <laughs> this came through during one of my readings, and Ava, who's a guide I talked about in my last. Our last episode. Ava likes to drag people a little bit when she assists them. And I think this is really helpful for people who engage with psychics. When you don't want the truth, you won't receive the truth. Your guides grow tired too, my love. When will you? (laughs) When will you? That's it. They're little shorties today. I love that. Mine are always (laughs) short. I like it. I like it. Mm -hmm. When will you? When will you? They're like, we are exhausted telling you the same thing over and over again and you not wanting to hear it. Mm. You come back when you're ready. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, let's see. Mine is sort of off topic, but whatever. Uh, ritual is an embellishment. The way you live and breathe magic is what strengthens your power. Mm. Pay attention where your attention flows when you aren't seeking ritual. Mm-hmm. I had to think about that. that was a channeled one, so I don't 
I didn't. Hmm. Yeah, I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And then I was like, oh. Means life is the ceremony. Yeah. And the rituals are the embellishments, the, the adornments. The treats and yeah. the spirit candies of the world mm-hmm. are not the end all be all. The mm-hmm. the uh, the adornments and the the show of it all, the candles and the, it's fun. It's fun, but that's not all of it. And it's if, that everyday yeah. magic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're not, if you're only feeling witchy when you're doing a ritual, do less mm-hmm. rituals. Mm-hmm. I think that's what that means. Yeah, because I think like. The most delicious part about being a witchy or spiritual person is realizing that there's magic in everything. There can be magic in everything. Mm-hmm. And then life starts to feel a little less hard. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It feels a little less shitty. Yeah. And there's more to explore. Mm-hmm. There's so much more to explore for people that haven't explored things in their cultures. I know we always talk about that, but it's just... Mm-hmm a treasure journey that can really help make you feel not so bad. Yeah, absolutely. There's magic in all of that. You just have to get past the, but I own everything, Mm -hmm. white person reaction. I think like something Christianity does on top of all the other things that it does that are harmful is that it really separates our spiritual selves from our daily selves. It's like we're only spiritual from 9 to 10 a.m. on Sundays and the rest of the time we're something else. Right. And that's just not true. Like we are literally like magical beings on this magical planet spinning in the fucking sky. Like so between the with the moon and the sun keeping us alive. It's just wild. And like every <laughs> everything's weird. magic. Um <laughs> it really is. I love yeah. that. No. Uh let's see. Do we have any good spirit uh any do questions? We have any questions? that are relative. <laughs> this one's not related, but it's a fun one. It's fine. How do you identify a trickster spirit? What signs should you look for? Oh, Jesus. I don't think you have to look for a fucking sign a lot of the time. <laughs> you'll it'll be the sign will be the thing that you that happens to you and you're like, "Where the fuck is my thing?" <laughs> and then you'll be like, "Ah." And then you'll find out, "Oh, it's a trickster mm-hmm. spirit." I think it will be pretty obvious. Yeah. In in my opinion. <laughs> yes. In my experience. And I've also had clients who have had not the best spiritual hygiene and they think they're talking to a guide and then right. all of a sudden shit gets crazy. That too. And the spirit starts saying like wild stuff, angry stuff, aggressive stuff. That's like, again that's the different level a trickster. of trickster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's different levels of trickster. I'm talking about like gnomes and shit. Yeah, like When brownies, I think of trickster, I think about brownies and yeah, gnomies. And duendes. Like yeah. those are just little, they're like, I'm going to take your chapstick. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that's. I'm going to steal one earring. But yeah, we're talking about like. <laughs> but it can also get to the level yeah. of like harmful or scary at the very least. And like yeah. if a spirit's making you feel genuinely uncomfortable and they're calling themselves a guide, like they're not your guide. You know, mm-hmm. your guides make you feel calm, even in the midst of the storm. Mm-hmm. So if yeah. it's anything other than that, like, they're not for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And if they steal your underwear. 
leave them treats so that this they give them the back. This is the skirt. Oh, I was going to say, this is the skirt I'm wearing right now that in season got one. stolen in season one. <laughs> From the fucking brownie in my house. I think house. you wanted to wear it season one, episode I did. one. Yeah. I think I did. Mm-hmm. This so is funny. the skirt, and I found it. I wore it's it back. today. Yeah. <laughs> they fine. must have taken something else. Probably. <laughs> um, my soul. How are we on time? Do we want to take another question? or? I would like some pizza. I want pizza, too. Cool. Well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you for paying attention to us today. And we love attention. to Third Eye Vine. <laughs> Be sure to leave us your questions on the Third Eye line. Please and do. Until next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow the podcast at Third Eye Bind Pod on Instagram. There, submit your questions via the Third Eye line by sending us a voice message or text DM. The show is available wherever you listen to podcasts and for you to watch on YouTube. Get early access to episodes and even monthly one-on-one sessions with us by joining our Patreon. Find us at patreon.com slash third eye bind. Third Eye Bind is produced and edited by Mike Realm. Hosted by Caitlin Grania and Laura Wong. Music by Mike Realm. Set design by Laura Wong. You can find Laura on Instagram at Lady Moon Co. And you can find Caitlin on Instagram at Spirit Garden Tarot.